guys, Ryan with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana with another top 10 list. You know how much I love these top 10 lists. This is one you're going to want to stay tuned to the end because it's very controversial. It's controversial at the end. It's controversial along the way. It's controversial what my criteria are. Everything about it is going to piss people off, but it's one of those deals where I did a top 10 uh, NBA point guards under the age of 25, and I promised you guys I would do an NBA top 10 bigs under 25. And I'm also going to do an NBA top 10 wings under age 25. And I've got a cool slideshow with some of their basketball cards as well, which I know a lot of you collectors will, uh, will enjoy. So uh, we'll get the list started. The one thing I do want to say is I want to be very clear. This is based on ceiling, based on ceiling, potential, ability, upside, right? This is not who's had the best career. This is not who had the best 2021-22 season. This is not who's got the best chance to win a title. This is not whose cards are the most valuable or will be the most valuable. This is purely from an NBA basketball relevance standpoint, which NBA bigs under the age of 25 do I think have the most potential to be good NBA players? That doesn't mean score the most points necessarily either. That's another thing to keep in mind in the modern NBA. So let's get the list started. Okay, first and foremost, uh, this does not include any players that were drafted in the 2022 draft. So no Paulo Bancaro, no Chet Holmgren, no Jabari Smith. Uh, it is not going to include Scotty Barnes, Miles Bridges, Michael Porter Jr., Franz Wagner, Jonathan Kaminga, Sadiq Bey, or Patrick Williams. Like it or not, I qualified those guys as wings. I argue with some of you guys. Well, I didn't argue, but I mean... I pointed out to some of you guys that players were not point guards that I considered wings. Is there a gray area? Absolutely. Is Jordan Poole a point guard? Yes. Some people say yes. Some people say no. RJ Barrett. Some people say yes. Some people say no. These are guys that I did not include in this uh, analysis or in this projection because I consider those guys to be wings. They may be taller than some of the guys in here. It has nothing to do with height. It just has to do with their play style, the way they play basketball, and kind of the, like the, the natural you know, way that they fit into an NBA basketball game. I had to draw the line somewhere. There's always going to be controversial gray areas. So those guys on that list, Scotty Barnes, Miles Bridges, Michael Porter, Franz Wagner, Jonathan Kaminga, City Bay, Patrick Williams, Wings, not going to be in this video. Uh, here's guys that are in the honorable mention that did, I don't want to say some of them just missed it because it's a big honorable mention. These guys were all considered bigs by me. I considered these guys to be bigs and eligible to make this top 10 list, but they just didn't quite get in there. Okay. So here's my list. Uh, first of all, Bam Adebayo is 25 years old. Before anybody flames me in the comments, he's too old. Okay. Uh, but here's the honorable mention that were qualified. Lauren Markkinen, Naz Reed, Jackson Hayes, Alperin Shingun, who I really like as a young big in Houston, even though nobody watches them because they're horrible. Isaiah Jackson, Isaiah Stewart, Obi Toppin, uh, Precious Achua, PJ Washington, Rui Hachimura. Some people are going to like, you know, allege that he should be in the top 10. Argument there. That's fine. Same with Markkinen. Um, Nick Claxton, Daniel Gafford, Thomas Bryant looking to rejuvenate his career in Los Angeles and help LeBron get another ring. Isaiah Roby, bold, bold, don't laugh. I've seen enough of him that he needs to at least get a look and get a mention, an honorable mention. He may be 24th on my list, but that dude can do some things with the ball. Uh, Mo Bamba and Mitchell Robinson. Uh, so that's my honorable mention. Those are guys that just missed it. I do want to ask for forgiveness preemptively. There is a chance, um, fellas, that I left somebody out. There was no easy way to compile this list of top 10. I looked at the draft classes over the last four years. 
uh, four or five years. I looked at stats and sorted by rebounds, blocks, PER, field goal percentage, points. I tried to make doggone sure that I threw a cast net around anybody and everybody that should be considered. So if I have a glaring player that is clearly a top 10 player that I missed, I apologize. Uh, I don't know how many more hours I could have spent looking at this crap. Uh, if I miss somebody, I miss somebody. Let me know in the comments. But uh, those are guys we're all considered. So those should be the guys that were just on the outside looking in. All right, let's get cr cranking here. So uh, the one thing I did want to draw your attention to is this right here. I wanted to show you this is the uh, 2021 and 2020 uh, All NBA rookie teams, first and second team. And if you look at this list, only Evan Mobley. Um, and uh, Isaiah Stewart are the only two bigs out of the last, you know, two full first and second team NBA all-rookie teams. And so that just kind of gives you an indication of how lean bigs are in the NBA. Now, I mentioned it earlier, uh, you know, I didn't consider Sadiq Bey a big. I didn't consider some of these other borderline guys bigs, okay? So I got Mobley and I've got uh, Isaiah Stewart considered true bigs, right? I don't consider Patrick Williams a big. I think he's more of a wing. I don't think he's a power forward. I don't think he's a center for sure. So, uh, but one thing that, that I did note real quick is that the 2022 draft is loaded, right? With Chet and Paolo and Jabari and then a couple other guys even behind them. So it looks like we got a nice new crop of bigs coming in. But I just did want to draw your attention to the last two years being somewhat barren when it comes to uh, productive big men in the NBA. Um, I won't spoil it, but one of those two bigs made the list. I'll let you figure out if it was Isaiah Stewart or Evan Mobley. So uh, let's get cranking. Uh, number 10 on my list. Never thought I'd do this. Uh, I've got Wendell Carter Jr. in here. Uh, no one was lower on Wendell Carter coming out of Duke University than I was. I had no idea that he would have a bounce back season like he had, but some of you guys might have been sleeping, or maybe you're just normal human beings and you've never watched Orlando Magic games. Uh, my apologies to Jake Roy at 90s Basketball Cards. I know he's a big fan, but weren't a lot of eyes on the Orlando Magic last year. But during that mediocrity uh, that the Orlando Magic season turned into, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. put up some numbers and had a great bounce back, 18.4 PER. Listen to this. He played 62 games and averaged a double-double. He averaged 15 points and 10 rebounds. He shot over 50% from the field, and he even stepped out and started shooting the three ball a little bit. I think Mo Bamba started to wear off on him. So I've got Wendell Carter as number five. He's 23 years old from the 2018 draft uh, down in Orlando, kind of revived his career with a bounce back season after leaving Chicago. Uh, again, gave up on Laurie Markkinen. He had a great bounce back. Gave up on Wendell Carter. He had a great bounce back. Wendell Carter's 6'10", 270. I don't think anybody can argue that he's a wing. He is clearly a big man. I just thought the guy was a stiff, lumbering goon. Uh, but I totally missed, and he had a really good season last year. It'll be interesting to see uh, what Orlando does with him and Mobamba this year because you're not going to want both of them on the floor because Paolo Banquero is better than both of them uh, from day one, and so is Franz Wagner. So I don't think you can go 6'10", 6'10", 6'10", 7'1". Uh, maybe you can. Hell, I don't know. But they've also got four point guards. So Orlando's got some stuff to figure out. Uh, number nine on the list. Let's keep keep rolling. Uh, Jared Allen. So here's a guy. He's not going to score the heck out of the ball. He's never going to be a prolific scorer in the NBA. He did average 16 points a game last year, which is not bad, right, from your big man, especially in the small ball NBA that we play in now. He's part of that 21 feet of just monster uh, Cleveland front court, uh, along with Laurie Markin and Evan Mobley. 
Uh, so 21 feet between those guys. They're the team that's trying to buck the trend and shove it down the throats of these small ball teams and, uh, and see how they respond. It worked great in the regular season. Uh, we need to see uh, after a couple years how this can work in the playoffs and if they can get to the promised land playing 21 feet in their front court. But uh, Jared Allen, 16.1 points, 10.8 rebounds, uh, shot a preposterous, absolutely preposterous 67.7% from the field. Uh, he knocked down threes at a 10% clip. So you're not going to get him to stretch the floor for you. I don't see him ever expanding his game to include that. He is essentially your poor man's Rudy Gobert. That's just my opinion of Jared Allen. We know he blocks shots. He had a 23 PER last year. That is monstrous. Uh, 23 PER last year, uh, made the all-star team, uh, you know, which not many, very many people on this list can say, and he blocked 1.3, you know, a, a relatively respectable, blocked a relatively respectable 1.3 shots per game. Jared Allen, 6'11", 243. He's a big's big. He's a true big. He's a rim runner big. He is what he is. Probably more effective on the defensive end and more meaningful, but 16 and uh, 11 is no joke, man. Great season for Jared Allen. Uh, if he hadn't gotten hurt, uh, he would have had an even better season and pushed for an All-NBA team, believe it or not. So, uh, 56 games. I just have him ninth way up back here on my list. Even though he's got much better numbers than some of the guys that you're about to see, I just think we're as close to his ceiling as you can get. I just don't know how much more upside there is. I don't think he's ever going to be a throw it into him and let the offense run through Jared Allen. I just don't. And I think a lot of his production hinged on the experience explosion uh, of, a, of a year that Darius Garland had. I mean, he just took the next step. Let's move to number eight on our list. Um, again, John Collins. So I've got John Collins here at number eight on my list. A lot of people were high on him coming out of summer league his rookie year. A lot of people were high on him, uh, you know, after that big year that the Atlanta Hawks had where he uh, formed a formidable pick and roll tandem with Trey Young. John Collins is a great player. He's only 6'9", 235, so he's smaller than Kevin Durant, but he is a true big. Now, he can do some things uh, facing up in that mid post and even playing with his back to the basket. Uh, super bouncy guy. Um, he is 24 years old in 314 days, so let's keep that in mind, right? He's got a little bit of an advantage here on some of these younger cats that I'm going to have placed ahead of him on this list because, again, this is not what have you done in the NBA. This is what does Brian think you're going to do in the NBA, right? So this is upside. This is not what have you done. This is upside. So he's got four or five years on some of these guys. He's almost 25 years old. He's the oldest player on the list, unquestionably. He had a really good 18.7 PER last year as well. 16.2 points, 7.8 rebounds. Doesn't rebound the ball great. He actually uh, came off of his career averages last year, which is part of the reason the Hawks didn't do what they did the year before. Um, shoots 52% from the field. Can step out and shoot the three and started to do that a little bit more last year. And that might be part of the reason why his game suffered a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, he shot, believe it or not, this is going to sound nuts. And no, none of y'all are going to realize this. He shot 40% from three and then 40% from three again in 2019 and 2020. And then last year he dropped back to 36%, which is still very good. Now, part of the reason is he's open, right? Bigs are going to shoot a, a good percentage because they're going to be open a little bit more. So bigs that can shoot are going to shoot a good percentage. So uh, he wasn't exactly shooting off the bounce or off the dribble or off step backs or, or things like that. So... Um, John Collins is right there on my list. A really good player. I just, again, like Jared Allen, I don't know how much more is there. I don't, I don't, I don't see Jared, uh, you know, John Collins or Jared Allen 
developing, or Wendell Carter for that matter, developing into the next Joel Embiid. Uh, that's just not going to happen. So they are what they are. You know what they can do, and that's where they belong. Another guy in the very, very similar light is uh, the next guy on our list at number seven is Robert Williams. Uh, one of the greatest nicknames of all time, the Time Lord. I still don't even know why he's called the Time Lord, but that's creepy and uh, intimidating. I actually recruited Robert Williams when he was a high school basketball player uh, up near Shreveport, Louisiana, and actually in Northwood, Louisiana. He was a mystery. Uh, no one could get to him. I could not get in touch with him. His people had him protected, and uh, none of us really ever got to see him. He ended up playing uh, for a different, uh, a different team in Texas instead of uh, my Nike EYBL team. So uh, I just missed out on uh, one of the best big men in the NBA. Uh, too bad. It would have really helped our team. Uh, but anyway, uh, he's only 6'8", 237, so he's a little bit undersized for a true big, but man, does he play big. 22.1 PER is a whopping number, averaged 10 and 10, shot 73% from the field because he dunks everything in sight. I don't have dunks uh, pulled up on the, uh, on the screen, but I got to believe he had to be somewhere up there in the league leaders in dunks, even though he only played 61 games because he dunks everything in sight. Uh, he also blocked over two shots a game, which just doesn't happen very often in the NBA anymore. 2.2 blocks per game. Again, like the guys before him, I don't know if Robert Williams' game offensively can progress enough to, to match the guys that you're about to see on the list. As we go through the list, you're going to see that the players that I have ranked at or near the top of the list are all players that I see developing a, uh, a positive, or some of them already have, but developing a devastating offensive game and becoming a more balanced big man. The guys that we've looked at so far, just I don't think they're really ever going to get to be a 20 to 23 point per game type score, whereas a lot of the guys that we're about to get to on my list I think can be. So Robert Williams is there, safely snuggled, nestled in at the number seven on the list. Number six on the list. Okay, let the flaming comments begin. A lot of people might just click the stop button and stop watching the video. Um, I'm probably gonna lose subscribers for this. People bitched about me concluding, including Kevin Porter Jr. on my point guard list. They didn't think he belonged. Again, I just wanna reiterate, I am talking about absolute ceiling potential as an NBA basketball player. Everybody completely has ignored this guy. He's been in Siberia. He actually showed up in Detroit and put up huge numbers. Uh, he was a 20 and 10 guy for a very, very long stretch. Again, I know it's easy to put up empty numbers in trashy places with no talent, but they're going to have talent this year. He's going to have really good players around him. I think it's going to free him up to do even more things. Um, he's sponsored by Puma, so he's got that going for him, whatever that means. He's only 23 years old. He's 6'11", 235, with the ability to get to 250 and become an absolute man-child on the block. So the reason I've got him where he is ahead of players who have put up better numbers in their career thus far is because I think he's got the ability to develop into a very, very good NBA big man uh, on the offensive end. And I don't think the guys we've talked about so far have that ability. Uh, PER is not great, 15.7. His career PER is actually better. Um, while he was in Detroit last year, he only got 48 games in. He didn't do much of anything in Sacramento. But when he got to Detroit, here's his 20. Uh, he played 18 games last year in Detroit. He averaged 14.6, seven rebounds a game. Um, doesn't really block shots. 
needs to work on his free throw shooting. You know what? Maybe I do have him ranked too high, but I'm going to leave him here because I've seen flashes of him stepping out and shooting the three ball, uh, even though it doesn't seem to be going in very much for him right now. I'm going to keep faith in Marvin Bagley. I'm not going to go out and buy a bunch of his cards, nor do I have a bunch of his cards, but I'm going to leave Marvin Bagley here because I still think his offensive upside is ahead of the guys that we've named on the list so far, even though he'll probably never reach their level defensively. I got Marvin Bagley here, and I'm sticking to it. Feel free to crush me in the comments. I know it's coming. Number five on my list, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. So uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a great example of somebody who, um, you know, Thinks he needs to play offense, but I'm not really sure he does. He shot a ton of threes for a, for a big man, a true big man, and I think this is the problem. In 2019, he decided, I'm going to take a hell of a lot of threes. He took 6.5 threes per game, and he shot a really good percentage. He shot 39.4%, which is really good, despite the fact that he releases the ball at his nipples like a middle school uh, girl basketball player. Uh, but 46.9% uh, from the field and 40% from three back in 2019. But then he dropped off to 28%, and then last year he shot 31%. But he's taking, he's hoisting them up at a over five a game, sometimes pushing six, seven, eight a game. I've watched games where he's taking that many shots. Um, I think he thinks he's an offensive player, but I'm not really sure he is yet. He did have a huge jump uh, last year in his block shots per game, and I think people took notice. And there was even some rumors about, you know, defensive player of the year talk and things like that. I don't know about that. That might be a little bit overblown. Uh, but 2.3 blocks a game is a hell of a lot of blocks. Um, that's I think that led the league in blocks, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I'm not sure. I probably need to double-check that. Somebody check that for me. But 2.3 blocks per game, 16.3 points per game. He only rebounds the ball at 5.8. <clears throat> it's just not good enough. Uh, I mean, that's less than Bagley has rebounded in any of his uh, any of his seasons in the NBA. So um, I've got Jaron Jackson on here just because he's so much better than Bagley at defense, and he's okay at offense. I think. Excuse me, I got something on my throat. <clears throat> I think Jaron Jackson could probably push that twenty points per game mark. Uh, but let's just see, right? So that's where I've got Jaron Jackson kind of nestled right there in the middle at the number five spot. Number four, I saw enough in summer league, and I've seen enough in his grassroots stuff. This dude is not normal. Uh, James Wiseman is something. For those of you who have not been paying attention because he's been, you know, he hasn't really played in the NBA yet, uh, this is somebody you need to pay attention to. Jer uh, James Wiseman is the real deal. Uh, as you can see on the screen, he's only 21 years old, and he's already 7 foot 240. So body, check. Age, check. Uh, ability to step out and shoot the three, check. I saw it in summer league. Ability to dunk every single thing in his path, yes, absolutely. And he looked like he had a little bit of a mean streak. He might be pissed off that the entire world has forgotten about him. And he's already got a ring. I'm just kidding about that. He does have a ring, but he really didn't have much to do with it. But uh, but he fills a huge void for the Warriors. There'll be a lot of attention on him, a lot of eyes on him. His cards are going to go up, even though I am the person who says... Do not invest in big men. That's just like my one rule, unless his name is Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, so I, I personally don't own a single James Wiseman card, and I probably never will. Uh, but, you know, that's not what this list is about. This list is about who is going to be the best big man on this list in four, five, six years. And I think James Wiseman has a great chance to be at or near the top of that list. Uh, so uh, one interesting note is one of his nicknames is Big Jim which is really cool, uh, really cool nickname for a seven foot, 240 pound guy, Big Jim. 
Um, anyway, so uh, James Wiseman fits there nicely, and it's based on a very small glimpse of what I saw in Summer League. He looks perfectly healthy. Let's see uh, how much uh, the, the Warriors utilize him and how many minutes he gets on that team that likes to play small ball so much. Uh, my guess is he may not finish games, but he's going to play a prominent role in uh, getting them a lead going into the fourth quarter. Number three on the list, Evan Mobley. Uh, and this is where it got kind of tough, right? Because you haven't seen enough of Evan Mobley or James Wiseman to really figure out where they belong. A lot of people like to make Anthony Davis comparisons when they talk about Evan Mobley. Um, you know, it's it's tough because Anthony Davis is a transcendent talent. Call, call you know, bitch about him, harass him, be derogatory all you want with Anthony Davis, but... When Anthony Davis was healthy and engaged and cared, uh, he was an MVP candidate and a top five player in the world. Do I think he's there anymore? No, because I don't think he cares enough. Uh, and he's extremely brittle. Uh, but uh, that comparison is there. Uh, I see it because Anthony Davis was also very slight when he came into the league, and he was also very versatile and could step out and shoot mid-range jumpers from day one. Mobley can do the same thing. He did not shoot the ball very well from three-point land, but he showed a willingness to actually take them. Uh, so he took about uh, 1.7 threes per game. He only shot it at about 25%. So one of every four went in. That ain't going to cut it. But I saw enough, and his stroke looks clean. It looks like he's going gonna, he's gonna to get there. Uh, he averaged 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and shot 50% from the field. Uh, needs to work on his free throws. Um, but he's an undeniable talent. Uh, everybody saw you know, what they needed to see. He, uh, he really uh, excelled on the defensive end, blocked 1.7 shots per game, and stole it almost one, one time a game at .8 per game. Um, I like him. His effective field goal percentage was over 50%. His field goal percentage was over 50%. So he checks a lot of boxes. He's got great length. Here's the issue. He's 21 years old. When he's 25, guys, he's going to be 7 foot 240. Uh, I mean, so think how much that changes the game, right? He's 7 foot 215. I mean, he weighs less than most wings. When he's 7 foot 240, he's going to be a huge problem. I mean, he's going to be able to turn his back in the post. He's going to be able to bounce people off. He's going to dunk things around the rim that he can't dunk right now. So... Uh, you know, again, upside galore. I got Evan Mobley at number three on my list. All right, number two. Y'all are probably one. You know one of these is going to be DeAndre Ayton, but you don't know if he's going to be number one or number two, right? Uh, we haven't seen DeAndre yet. We know he's not honorable mention. We know he's he's got to be on the list. So he's either one or two. And this is where it's going to get a little controversial. And, uh, you know, all the haters are going to come out of the bushes and uh, go flame us in the comments. I've got DeAndre Ayton at number two. Uh, which is going to leave a little uncertainty as to who is number one just based on criteria for this list. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, age 24, right? So he's a little bit older than you thought. Uh, it looks like he's 54, um, but he's got the body of a 24-year-old. The dude is yoked and put together and checks every box when it comes to the eye test. 6'11", 250, animal, uh, 2018 uh, uh, all-rookie team. Like I said, he's 24 years old. Um, 21.9 PER really upped his defensive game last year and his offensive game last year. Averaged 17 and 10, which is about as good as it gets on this list. Shot 63% from the field and a re very respectable 75% from the free throw line. Um, has not yet decided he's going to step out and take any threes. He took 0.3 a game, which is one every three games, which is about, you know, 20 a game, 20 a season. So he, he's not going to be the guy that does that. I don't think he's ever going to really transition to that. Obviously, he'd be a superhero if he could do that. But 
Uh, I think he's a true big, and he's going to stay where he belongs. So uh, 17 points, 10 rebounds a game. Remember, just two years ago, he was 18 and 11. Uh, but uh, his block shots is the thing that really concerns me. I don't really understand it because he's not a bad position defender. He's starting to figure out how to play defense in the NBA. But 0.7 blocks a game. Uh, he blocked 1.5 a game when he was 21. And then at age 23 last year, he blocked half as many. So I I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe it's a shift in the way that the Phoenix Suns play defense. Or uh, maybe Michael Bridges just blocks everything before it gets to DeAndre Ayton. I'm not sure what the problem is there, but uh, durability is his issue, right? So he's played 71, 38, 69, and 58 games. So we got to get DeAndre Ayton healthy and on the floor, uh, which is obviously going to be a concern for number one on our list, which some of you may have figured out, and some of you might say WTH. Uh, he's only 6'6". I've got Zion number one. Uh, and I've got Zion as a big because he can't dribble a basketball. Uh, he's one or two dribbles max. He is a post player. He does all of his damage at or near the rim or in the mid post at the very least with floaters and uh, you know up and unders and spin shots and layups. Um, I've got him considered a big. You may not consider him a big, and if he, you don't, then that means DeAndre Ayton could be number one for your modified version of my list. But I consider Zion Williamson a big because he weighs 284 pounds. And he plays that position uh, unquestionably. So he's a clear-cut four. He's not a wing. Uh, Ingram, uh, Herb Jones, and those guys are the wings. And uh, Zion plays the true power forward position. Um, he doesn't take a lot of threes. Is another reason I categorize him as a as a big. He takes .6 threes per game, and he can't make them at all. Um, but what people tend to forget is that. Uh, you know, two years ago, this guy was an NBA All-Star. Two years ago, this guy averaged 27, 7, and 4 and uh, shot an effective field goal percentage of 61%. So uh, no one on this list can claim to have done that or probably ever will do that. And so for that reason alone, I think it goes without saying, say what you want about his durability or his refusal to play or whatever the hell kind of gimmicks they're playing down there with his team in New Orleans. But he's extended now. He's under contract. The team is absolutely loaded. If there's a team you're looking for to watch on League Pass uh, to make a huge jump in the win column this year, the New, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans have got to be at or near the top of that list. Um, uh, again, he's already made an all-star team. And um, he's just as talented as it gets. Uh, you know, I think who else on this list? I'm scrolling back real quick to see who else on the list has even made an all-star team. And uh, I think it's only Jarrett Allen this year. I don't think anybody else. Yeah, nobody else on this list has made an all-star team except for Jarrett Allen and uh, Zion Williamson. And uh, Zion Williamson is 22 years old and hasn't even begun to scratch the surface. So I don't think it's even questionable that Zion Williamson's number one. The only argument you could have is, you know, open quotes, Zion Williamson's not a big, close quotes. But again, that's kind of a failed argument if you ask me. I consider him a big. So that's my list, guys. I want to know what you guys think. I want you to be cordial a little bit if you can. Do your best, right? Uh, remember, this is just my opinion. Uh, this has nothing to do with cards. This has nothing to do with who makes their team better. This is just straight up who I think is going to end up with, uh, you know, having the best NBA career. Pure potential when it's all said and done. And again, it is assuming that Zion Williamson stays healthy. Obviously, if he's paying 12 games a season on average like he has so far, he's not going to be number one on the list and I'm going to look like an idiot. But this is assuming he can get his stuff together like Ben Simmons did. 
health-wise. And uh, like uh, Joel Embiid did and some other guys like that that have sat out their rookie season and then come back to be absolute phenoms in the NBA. So uh, Zion gets number one on my list. And again, I will reiterate, I own one DeAndre Ayton card. I own zero James Wiseman cards. I own zero Evan Mobley cards. I own zero Zion Williamson cards. I own zero John Collins cards. I own zero Bagley, Robert Williams. Jared Allen or Wendell Carter cards. So of all the guys on this list, I own one card. I bought a DeAndre Ayton National Treasures RPA CSG um, 9 that I wanted to try to crack and send to PSA. So how is that for a funny story? Uh, so you can't accuse me of being biased for uh, greed reasons, right? I'm not hyping my players. So that's my list for what it's worth. Take it or leave it. Agree or disagree. Let me know what you think in the comments. These lists are always fun because there's no right answer. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will argue with the uh, more about the honorable mention and who's a wing and who's a big than the list itself. So uh, let me know what you think. I want to know what your list would look like. Who are your top three? Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? As always, I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate you guys watching my stuff. I love doing outside the box videos like this uh, where I just get to ramble and scream at the screen. Um, you guys have always uh, always been real polite in your comments, so let's keep them that way. And uh, and I've even seen some uh, you know vitriol between two different commenters because you know a lot of us are invested in these guys and we get passionate about it. And that's what's beautiful about the hobby. Uh, if you're a card collector who's watching, I know some just pure NBA guys are watching this, but if you're a card collector, as part of what we love about the hobby is that we vehemently defend um, you know our our players with great vitriol, and uh, sometimes it gets contentious. So let's uh, let's keep Keep the comments polite, especially if they're directed towards me, because I would like it that way and my, my, my wife would like it that way. So anyway, thank you guys for watching. As always, keep collecting, stay positive in the hobby, and peace.